The worst kept secret in anime has finally been revealed. My name's James Graham. I'm joined by Dylan Beal. This is the Class 1A podcast where we talk about everything My Hero Academia. Um, obviously, the big discussion this week's episode is going to be our boy Dobby, a.k.a. Toya. Um, but we're just going to have a quick chat about kind of the episode overall, and then we're going to get right into it. So, Dylan, how do you, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about the it's, reveal? It's so good. I remember it, it was like beginning of, uh, not beginning, it was like mid-2020. Um, I, I think it was November 2020 is as manga readers we got this revealed to us. Uh, it blew me away then. And like it's still even knowing the information, it blew me away just seeing it animated. I love it. Perfect episode. Yeah, I think that's it. I think it's something that's like it's almost very obvious. But at the same time, the delivery really just takes takes the, it makes it totally fine. Like you're so OK with it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think they again in animation as well as in the manga, they delivered perfectly. Um, so what I'm going to do basically is have a quick recap of the video or the episode, and then Dylan and I are going to basically discuss some uh, some broader points across the uh, the episode. It's heavily going to be focused on Dobby. Shocker, right? Uh, but let's get right into it. So we start re with reviewing actually that Best Genus is alive and like mostly well. He's recovering, but he's still alive and kicking. Um, we switch over to the fight on the ground, and we find out that AFO is more or less entirely controlling Shigaraki's body, basically just acting in full defense mode, keeping his body alive. We cut to a 1v1 between Ochako and Toga, where Ochako's really just trying to wrap things up quick and get back to basically helping the the, the, the broader fight. Um, but Toga wants to talk feels and Deku, so she really keeps her locked in this 1v1. Toga also reveals that because she cares or feels so emotionally about some people and using their blood, she can actually activate their quirks as well. We saw this a little while ago where she was fighting uh, some of the members of the former Paranormal Liberation Front, um, where she actually uses Ochako's uh, quirk plus in having like kind of her, like her face used. But this is kind of, we get this reveal basically in, 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 in verbatim kind of thing. Um, she also reveals that her and Ochako are simping for the same man. Uh, Ochako doesn't like that too much, but uh, thankfully, Froppy breaks that up, the fight between the two, and Toga basically takes off, having a, having kind of revealed something that's very like near and dear to her. We cut back to the, the main fight with uh, Hado and Shoto basically holding up Shigaraki while everybody else is kind of beaten and battered, um, but then Makia arrives as well alongside of the League of Villains. This is where we get the big reveal. Dobby finally reveals to both Endeavor and the world that he is, in fact, Toya, that the charred body of, of the former Todoroki son was actually recovered and taken and, uh, you know, fostered into basically Dobby. Uh, we also find out why Dobby's jaw is so messed up because that's really all they left. Now, we don't know if that was somebody else or it was actually Dobby's, uh, Dobby's job, but just to kind of digress, like, this is, this is very much Dobby in the flesh he has the paternity test he lets the world know he but he televises it across uh both all of japan and the internet and we even get a nice little callback to the the look boy who actually i think he gets called directly the look boy in the in the episode which is kind of funny and he tries to expose endeavor and hawks for all their wrongdoings how endeavor is you know this dishonorable selfish human who basically uses his children for his own ends and how could you really look up to this person as well as hawks who <laughs> they, they got the tapes they got him they got him on footage of him axing twice so he tries to basically shake humanity's um faith in, in heroes this way we end the episode with dobby activating his own prominence burst something that he wanted to learn as a child 
Um, but he's intervened by Best Genius in these massive metal threads. That is what I'm going to call them. They're they're wires, but you know we know Best Genius can manipulate almost anything. So and that kind of wrap ups the episode there. So it was a lot. It was a lot of lore dump, but mm-hmm. delivered very very well and very dramatically, which I think is which I think is great. Um, I, we do want to talk about Toga's interaction with Ochako briefly. We kind of want to just touch on that and kind of go through that. So, Dylan, what are your what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so uh, I want to talk about this because I think it's a little bit interesting because for them, it's a very, like, um, metaphorical, like, it, it's very symbolic, right? Because they are really counters to each other and they're really mirrors because they both have these problems with feelings, right? That's their conflict is the way that they feel about certain people. Um, obviously, they both like Deku, but, like, the way that they express their feelings is very different. And for both of them, they learn to suppress those feelings. For Uraka, because she wants to be a hero, um, because Deku is on his own path, she wants to suppress those feelings and instead just like charge forward and kind of ignore them. While on the other hand, Toga has come to the realization she needs to stop repressing those feelings uh, and said, let them all out. Now, letting the feelings out is completely different for both of them. For Toga, that is like, being a murderer and killing people and drinking their blood for you know Uraka that's probably you know being like hey Deku I like you totally different but still like they both are going through this theme of like suppressing these feelings so I think it's interesting but obviously it is very tangential and very sidetracked by the giant thing that happened in this episode so I at least want to make sure that we talked about it because I feel like if we're ever going to get a conclusion or we're going to go anywhere with Deku and Uraka being like a couple or any sort of romantic thing happening there, this is going to be the path to do it. Which, do we like the fact that her main storyline revolves entirely around liking Deku? No, we don't. Um, but it is it is what it is, and I think we need to at least like talk about like what's going on with it. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, like it seems like a lot of times the chocolate has been kind of boiled down to oh, like, how I feel about Deku, and, like, my entire plot kind of revolves around that. We, and we have, like, a, like a, you know, a 1v1 that's basically built, boiled down to that, too, which is kind of a sin, but, yeah, I think this is... To move it forward and along, we do need, like, uh, uh, interactions like this to kind of happen. But, I mean, we get a nice little, like, nice little, like a couple, like, like, I wouldn't call them super moves, but, like, you know, you again, we get to see that um, Ochako, like, when she fights, is always kind of, like, thinking a couple steps ahead because she because she has to with her quirk um with you know seeing her use like free satellite and stuff like that super cool really nice and especially in like close quarters it's nice to see her have some uh battle prowess where i know that's always been kind of the emphasis between her it, it, it sucks because it feels like a like a bit of a shallow character that way where it's like i need to hone my i need to hone my my, my you know my martial prowess in like you know hand-to-hand combat and deku and that's like now, I, I, I want to bring up a, a segment that uh, we've been bringing up lately that I really like is uh, how would we rewrite the story? Because uh, yeah. I actually have a really good idea for it. Um, here's my based version, right? My based version of what actually happens is very early on, um, a couple seasons ago, where Iraq is like, I don't know what I should do with these feelings. And like her entire storyline is revolved around Deku. She suppresses them. And then like that's, uh, you know, kind of where we lead to now. Um, instead, what I think should happen there, is she just goes for it. She just immediately goes for it and kind of like makes it not a big deal that they're a couple, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then you have this interesting dynamic of where she's ultra confident. She approaches Deku. She's ultra confident in in the fact that uh, she likes him. And while Deku has like the literal power upper hand in a relationship of being like, you know, the chosen one, the strongest person in existence, uh, she yeah. has like very much the stable like, oh yeah, I'm dating Deku. It's whatever. 
And then she can kind of focus on what does it mean to be a hero for myself and what can I do to be a hero and how can I hone my craft? And like the relationship is almost sidelined because it's not even a big deal. It's like, oh yeah, of course they're together. It's not that big of a deal. Um, I think that'd be really cool because it gets us the fact of like, clearly they like each other and they admire each other a lot while like not making her entire storyline just about liking Deku. And that's just it. Like, I don't, I don't like that she's been boiled down to that. So if you if you address that seasons ago and then it was out of the uh, like, then you just have another character you can develop without having like, it's just it's just like a bonus thing that you can like throw in for like, like a bit of fan service to who like to like ship people and stuff like yeah. that. Right. Other than that, then it's done. Then it's done and over with. Um, but that being said, though, like, unfortunately, Chaco's also going to get sidelined here because we got to we got to talk about let's Dom. talk we about gotta, it. Uh, let's talk about the it. The man talk about... showed up receipts, receipts. He came with the receipts, <laughs> put everybody on blast. Not only Endeavor was like, yo, my man Hawks, too. His dad's a serial killer. How crazy is that? Got him on tape, dude. And like, and like that scene where it just like cuts to him, just like stabbing twice in the back, like literal backstab, literal yes. back. Like, it's just. Oh, God, yeah, he just, he, the man came to collect. Well, one, one thing I did want to talk about that was pointed out to me recently is Horikoshi is really big on perspective. Um, and perspective being, like, not only literal different, like, views of the same scene, but, like, views from different lenses. So a good, a really good one was uh, during the Twice fight, when Hawks first shows up and he's in the doorway, he's silhouetted and he looks evil. And he's holding Dobby down, base, or he's holding, um, he's holding Twice down. Uh, with all yep. his feathers but we actually get another like scene that is the opposite view and it's from hawks's view and he's like almost crying because he's like please i just i want i want to take you alive and it's like yeah. these two different things and i think we see that with this scene too of where hawks very reluctantly has to kill him he doesn't want to kill twice but he knows everything is over if he doesn't kill twice while we get this other shot of him literally stabbing him in the back um, and he looks like the villain here. So I love the way that Horikoshi paints these different perspectives, like both metaphorically and literally different perspectives. Yeah, and he, I think he does a really good dr- job of you using that that two characters' advantage with their various motivations, right? Um, and it was like, especially what they did with Dobby here, it just it just like it just works to his advantage so well. Paints Hawks as even like as this absolute just backstabbing hero, right? I, so I think it's that's really impressive that he can keep doing that. It's hilarious. We like rag on Horikoshi for how poorly he writes women, but then we're like, but perspective, man, does that guy do that well? He, he uh, Horikoshi has some real high highs and real low lows uh, yeah. as an author for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 kind of a sin that way. But with, the whole the whole reveal, I think, is something that we really need to talk about in the manner that he delivered it, like even verbally. The like you know this like. It, it, you can tell it was something that was clearly like boiling up at him and he just wanted to get out. And when he does get out, he's excited. He's like the whole episode is called Dobby's dance. Right. And he's literally dancing while he's delivering this. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, it's beautifully like uh, animated too. like, you know, with him just kind of like dancing around on Maki's back and stuff like that. And I'm glad they address the fact that <laughs> Dobby even really kind of calls out Endeavor and he's like, did you not, did you not put one and one together? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> is it, like yes, flame corks are like abundant, but like, come on, man! Like, yeah. come on! Yeah, exactly. I and it's it's so cool that we just get like he just like dumps the and anti dye. I don't know what. I don't think it's just water. I think it's like some sort of solution, some, but like yeah. washes it out and just becomes all white. Like whew, he looks so incredibly sick. You honestly just keep giving the villains white hair. 
Just all the villains get white hair from now on. Yeah, because it works for all of them, man. Yeah. <laughs> they, all, they, they all look sick. So, yeah, and then, and then like, on top of that, really getting not only the um, the perspective from uh, from Dobby revealing this, but also Endeavor, like, and how he felt about Toya initially, you know what I mean? Realizing that, like, you know, his firepower far surpasses, his raw talent surpassed his. He could be his, like, kind of vessel to surpass All Might, right? And kind of just pouring all your all your attention into this one thing. And then, and then the prominence burst. I think that was, that was pretty friggin' sick. Yeah. That, that was a really, really good way to wrap up that scene. Um, obviously getting stopped by best genius. Incredible. We love, we love him, but um, yeah, the, the whole scene was incredible. The, the thing that really got me, I think was the voice acting. I think that really mm. elevated it. The, the one scene is where it, it's at it was showing Dobby and he's going off and he jumps down and he's screaming and the scream is incredibly well done and it's cutting back and forth between him uh, and Endeavor and Endeavor's like having a, a literal like panic attack and you could hear like the voice actor his breathing like slowly getting like more like heavier and heavier and quicker and quicker and like blew me away absolutely blew me away because like I felt that like I felt like Endeavor actually was freaking out at that point like it was literally revealed to him that his like son that used to, that he thought was dead for so long is still alive and like one of the world's greatest villains about to kill him like it felt like he actually felt that at that moment and i think that's a really hard thing to do for a lot of voice actors to yeah. really capture that degree of emotion is incredibly difficult even even like shoto's voice actor when he's trying to like snap endeavor out of it you could feel so much raw emotion in this in this scene between these voice actors and I'm actually a little worried for the dub and to see if they can capture that as well, because that yeah. is, that is going to be tough, like really tough to follow up. Yeah. It's going to be incredibly tough. Um, I, the, the dub cast is really, really good, but yeah, I'm, I'm also excited to see if, if they're able to really capture that. Yeah. Cause I, I mean like hats off to the entire voice acting team that, that kind of pulled the scene together. Um, we, you did briefly touch on them though. I, well, let's, I, oh, yeah, I, go before we jump into that, I, I wanted yeah. to say, we say this is a meme a lot, but, Keeping up with the Todorokis has finally come to a pinnacle, right? This this is this is at least like if if season one was a little bit boring of keeping up with the Todorokis, season two has a has a really big moment, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I like I don't think this is the finale, cause I don't I don't think not yet. But we are yeah. I think we are we've reached the 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 uh, the peak of how crazy it can get. Yeah, it's like um it would take a lot to top this. I think, but I. Man, this is this is probably one of our best ongoing segments. It's just just keeping up with this this whole family. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So I do want to circle back to best genus being back in action. It's yes. great that we kind of we get it we get him you know showing up right at the beginning of the episode. And I remember and I remember reading this in the manga because like I I we you and I do like to do a lot of callbacks to when we first read it. But just having this scene initially of the the cables and then him talking to the pilot. I don't actually think it showed him in the in the in the manga that first interaction but then you just get him flying out of the sky with all these cables and him manipulating it and you're like holy shit like the man is back yeah and i i think we really need best genus here as like the one hope for the heroes not only to like literally save the situation um but also like dobby just like btfos like endeavor like in hawks incredibly hard but the one line of where he was like hawks killed best genus and then the fact that Best Unis just, like, flies out, it puts a little bit of doubt now into what Dobby is doing. I think the heroes really need that because otherwise, 
the image is completely shattered at this moment. Um, but yeah. that's like the one little saving hope here. And <sighs> best genius rocks. He's so incredibly cool. He just like pops down. He does his hair. It like I, I love the fact that he is a gag character. He's he's like he he starts out as a gag. He's 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 clad in the Canadian tuxedo, right? And yeah, like, I'm dude. <laughs> and he just shows up, but he's cool, and he's one yeah. of the best heroes too. And I love the fact that they're leaning into like, oh yeah, he can manipulate any thread. We mean <laughs> literally any thread. Yeah, like massive, massive cables, but because they're in a, like a thread like like you know way to like. He can, t- he can manipulate them and it's sick. It just, it really takes this really simple idea. And I, we, again, we've done this so many times being like really cool, simple idea for a quirk, but holy fuck, let's make it insane. And that's best genius to a T I think mm-hmm. is anything, anything that's like that almost like rope light says, uh, substance. He's just, it's his now. Right. So, and the timing really, really couldn't be better because yeah, this is, this is really, which is like, okay. Maybe Dobby's just a bit of a lunatic, you know what I mean? Maybe some of this other stuff is right, but Best Genius is still alive and kicking, so we'll we'll see. Yeah, I, I also think it is pretty interesting about Hawks. Like, the fact that his father was a serial killer, like, I, it, it really makes you think, though, um, of, like, what is going on with Hero Society that, like, people would cast Hawks aside if that information came out, right? Um because, like, I don't know, we read that and we're like, oh, it's not that big of a deal because we know he's such a big hero. So, like, w- what's the big deal there? Um, yeah. But, yeah, I best genius. Best genius rocks. He's so cool. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's a big thing of, like, potentially, like, hero lineages and stuff like that where really, like, the, the generations have to be, like, I, I don't want to say, like, pure. But, like, you know, you do have to have, like, a good track record of, like, your family's kind of all been heroes sort of thing and this is what you guys do. So, yeah, to have that blemish as like you know you're the father he was a serial killer and now you're just well you just axed the guy there is there's you know there's photo evidence of that right maybe you're not the best here either so it's it is it is really going to be interesting to see what kind of repercussions that has also what a sus line from mr compress what did he mean when he was like oh you come from an interesting lineage too like yeah, just just chuck that in there dude yeah <laughs> it's like it's like is this is he is he afo's kid is that is is that like the next line uh of that is like hey i'm mr compress uh actually i'm mr i'm, I'm mr afo jr <laughs> and unfortunately all i have is a metal arm and like i can like make people tiny <laughs> i love my magic man though i know you know he is a, he is like a really like good side character i'm i'm interested in see because like anytime these side characters get attention like you and i love to fixate on it we, yeah. we freaking we love side characters so i'm hoping that whatever we get out of mr compress it's a nice little addition to to his character um very briefly before we get into the plus ultra awards i do want to talk about the next episode previews because i think we got a real big big drop from that yeah yeah uh huge line huge huge little line from deku there yeah the hero name reveal of bakugo which historically has absolutely struggled with man just wants to be like an absolute like run-on sentence of a name um so i'm really i'm really looking forward to whatever we get out of that i think it's gonna be insane yeah um i am hoping for something cool i am expecting something incredibly lame (laughs) yeah because that is bakugo but like that's him that's him that's him that's, that's that, him that is him we we need we need the like xx sniper 360 doom lord xx yeah. 
This guy that definitely took you out in like Call of Duty lobbies and he is just like on a messed up mic screaming at you. Yeah, yeah. only play search and destroy. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. It was a noob tube player back in the day. Absolutely. But, <laughs> but yeah, we're going to get into the plus ultra rewards where basically we reward a character within the episode of going plus ultra, going above and beyond. And we've covered we've covered heroes, we've covered villains, we've covered concepts, we've covered production. Um, anybody can get it. And Dylan, you're going to start us off, man. Who gets it? It's, it's easy. I mean, we all know who's going to get it. I it's got to be Dobby. The man came with receipts. The man, uh, the man had skeptic editing video while on the back of this giant monster. <laughs> he uploads it to YouTube, promises it's not kick clickbait. I, I, a big reveal here. Washes his hair out. All of his plans are almost, almost perfect. Um, I think this is maybe the best laid plan of all time. It rivals AFO's plans, which are like weirdly in depth. Um, the only thing that kind of like threw him for a loop was best genius because can't beat the genus uh he's the best um but otherwise damn he actually did for villains went plus ultra absolutely and i yeah i just gotta i really gotta echo that statement because for episodes we've been wondering what dobby's scheme has been and i think that's such a sign of a really good executed villain is that you don't know what the fuck he's thinking you know what i mean so for us to it all kind of really come to a head and build up to this and it be executed like you said near flawlessly I think that's a sign of such a good character in such like a good moment for him. Plus the prominence burst and him mastering like his dad's ultimate move. Oh, dude, it just all really ties it together. But with that, that is going to be us. Uh, that's going to be all for us at class one. A check us out on YouTube class one, a pod. Actually, I, I can't even remember our fucking tagline at this yeah, point. You just, but just go on YouTube, search Class 1A, or we have a little new, like, they introduced an at system, so you can do at Class 1A oh, yeah. on YouTube, too. You can see us there. Easy. Yeah, we're also on Twitter, Class 1A Pod, um, and TikTok. Dylan gives gives nice little breakdowns of the each episode. They're sick. They're really good. They're full of memes. Check them out. But that's going to be all for us this week. We will see you all next class.